1: And the 2019 Offensive Rookie of the Year is Kyle Murray.
0: This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's back and forth. Oh, he's his to He is Houdini. Touchdown Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Stafford's Pass podcast presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we are here to discuss uh, conference championship uh, weekend in the NFL uh, as we are down to the Final Four, and uh, we are going to talk about these uh, two exciting matchups And the NFC and AFC uh, for the weekend. Uh, Dylan, uh, we were uh, looking around. I was, of course, as always, the one trying to really figure out my picks here. And what do you know? It turns out uh, for the first time this season, because we only have two games, of course, Uh Uh, We're actually going to be picking different uh, on every game that we cover, so (laughs) this is the only way in the overall season standings for me to be able to catch up with you, Uh, so I'm going to take a chance and just pick the opposite of what you're picking, Uh, but at the same time, uh, this would also potentially give me a chance to keep uh, at least one part of my preseason uh, Super Bowl uh, matchup alive. Uh, but the other one, as we know, Dallas Cowboys, uh, they're they're already eliminated in case uh, we, we were not aware of that. so
1: Yeah, I mean, at least you had the Bucks in the NFC title game. I did not have – I don't believe I had them in my title game. I don't remember the exact matchup. I do know my Super Bowl was the uh, the Saints and Chiefs. So, yeah, potentially could have had half of that uh, going. But, yeah, we'll see what happens here in two games that it's – yeah, I don't know if this always is the case where we've seen these matchups. Both teams coincidentally played each other in week six, so the same games we saw, you know, how many weeks ago now. And uh, I mean, all even though we kind of talked about the the Buccaneers and Packers were only more than the Bills and Chiefs. Neither quarter or all four of these quarterbacks haven't lost since the start of December. So, I mean, even I mean Mahomes because the Mahomes didn't play in week 17, obviously when they lost to the Chargers. So everyone's kind of Playing well, as we kind of said in the last podcast, probably the four best teams at this time with how they've been playing football uh, going into the playoffs. So, yeah, really excited, man.
0: Yeah, these are uh, two intriguing matchups for sure, and let's uh, just go ahead and dive into them. We're going to start with the NFC uh, Championship game here. The Bucks at the Packers. The Packers, three-point favorites in this game. Um, you know, we talked a lot about the Bucks' performance against the Saints, uh, the Packers, what they were able to do against the Rams, and now they're going to be playing uh, among 87 200 million, 6,000 6, million inches of snow uh, in Green Bay because uh, there is going to be a lot of snow there. Uh, we will see what it actually looks like at game time um, mm-hmm. on Sunday afternoon. But, uh, you know, everyone, I think you look at Green Bay, they're certainly very used to this uh, playing there. And uh, Aaron Rodgers has been through a few of these games before in those kind of conditions. Uh, How does that affect the Bucs? We don't really know. Again, probably depends on what things look like exactly from a weather standpoint once the game actually starts. So Tom Brady, he's been through a few of those games. He knows what it's like. Uh, So I don't really know if that's going to be a huge uh, impact on him. Overall, I mean, this is, um, you know, it's an interesting matchup. We talked about the two offenses, uh, what they've been able to do this season, um, and just kind of, you know, you've got two Hall of Fame quarterbacks under center. Uh, this is probably everything you could want unless you're a Saints fan or someone else in the uh, Rams fan, like Dylan, in the uh, <laughs> NFC Championship game here. This is a big-time matchup uh, Two again, future Hall of Famers at quarterback. This is uh, quite a matchup here, Dylan.
1: Yeah, two just franchises too that I think about when I was pretty young. Two kind of had a pretty big rivalry in the old NFC Central. The Battle of the Bays was a game they regularly played twice a year, and now obviously they've been in different divisions for a long time. No playoff games. I don't know if they even had any in the 90s with all the times they both made the postseason. So, uh, but nonetheless, yeah. Two of the best offenses in the NFL, obviously, as we've talked about, Green Bay number one and DVOA, Tampa Bay third. Uh, They're also both second and third in overall DVOA, only behind the Saints going into the playoffs. So, yeah, like you said, you couldn't really ask for a better matchup. Also, these two quarterbacks, it's crazy. I didn't – before going back through it, I didn't realize that 2014 Patriots-Packers matchup in Lambeau was the first time they faced, which is insane, I guess, because, I mean, Rodgers didn't play his first three years in the NFL – he was out with a concussion in uh, 2010 when the Packers visited uh, Foxborough. So they've only played, yeah. Now, now uh, early, earlier the season was the third time. It's we, you know we came so close to them facing in the Super Bowl a few years ago uh, when the Seahawks made that dramatic comeback against Green Bay. Uh, but nonetheless, finally we get to see, see two quarterbacks that for a portion before Brady won those three, <laughs> the last three Super Bowls, It kind of was a debate about who was the best quarterback. Uh, You could still maybe say Rodgers' talents on a different level, whereas Brady is clearly the most successful and the best playoff quarterback. We saw it again last week. So a lot of things to be excited for. Uh, For the Packers, from their point of view, a much different defense than the Rams. Obviously the Rams ranked better, not in DVOA, but at least in – Total defense in Tampa Bay, but a much different attack. Much higher rates of blitzes. Obviously, the Rams don't have any uh, linebacker like Devin White. Uh, <laughs> you saw what he did against the Saints, which is pretty incredible. And a very different approach to defending the run game. Maybe a little more predictable uh, than what the Rams always do. But uh, nonetheless, Green Bay su- uh, was not very successful against the Bucks the first time they faced each other. They took that early lead 10-0 and did not score another point. The rest of the game, I do think that gives Green Bay a little bit of an edge in terms of seeing that, seeing the all the you know exactly what Todd Bowles is going to want to do. I think they'll be, uh, they've evolved too as an offense since then, a lot more quick hitters, blitz beaters. That I do think they should be okay. The offensive line has looked better too, even without Bakhtiari. They had the best pass block and run block win rates in the entire NFL. That was with Bakhtiari, obviously. So those are the things that I think about on that side. On the flip side, Green Bay's defense has improved but I, I do think they're going to have a tougher time generating pressure against Brady than they did against uh, Jerry Goff. The Rams' offensive line did not have their best day. Tampa Bay looked amazing. Again, Tristan Wirfs looked amazing against Cameron Jordan and the Saints uh, last week. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I am a bit worried about what Tampa Bay will be able to do. Uh, you talked about the conditions uh, in terms of the impact. I mean, Brady is has a lot of experience, as you mentioned, but – You know, from people I know that have moved to Los Angeles from colder parts of the country, they start getting just as weak as I do in terms of (laughs) the temperatures. So maybe they'll have an impact on Tom and overall this whole unit and just Green Bay plays so well in the snow. I know they're going to be wanting the snow to come down in terms of just how impacts footing and just everything. They look like a team that look like the White Walkers that just fly right through as if it's nothing to them. Uh, from the past snow games that we saw, especially in the Titans one earlier this year. So uh, my pick, is this was a tough one. And if it was the 2019 Packers, if it was last year's team at 13-3 and three and they made that uh, one and made the NFC title game, I never was really a believer in them. I couldn't be more of a believer what I've seen from Green Bay the last few weeks, even if the defense still concerns me. I think Aaron's playing at a, a, an amazing level. I think him and Matt LaFleur are just so in tune right now with what they're able to do and how they just... They're not a team that is reliant so much on scheme as they are on taking what they are given. I do think they're going to have a better approach against Todd Bowles this time and get the job done. And ultimately, that home field I do think makes a big factor in picking the Packers to win this game. That should be, you know, an NFC title game. Hopefully, that we remember for a long time.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. Um, I think, you know, just looking at the numbers, I think the over/under now is like fifty and a half, something like that. That's an interesting one um, because you know the weather could certainly play a, a factor in this but i I'm even tempted to go over on that just because I I don't know for yeah. some reason I just feel like these two teams are gonna find a way to score even though again you know the defenses have have not been bad either so um, so I don't know i I'm gonna go with the bucks here and that's what we said we're gonna pick different on both these games <laughs> but I just the, the bucks it really goes back to the Tom Brady thing where I think just him in this spot like it is always so difficult no matter who is on the opposite side even if it is this team with the Packers who like you said I think they're they're in a better spot this year in terms of just being more impressed with them this year than maybe a season ago even when they won as many games as they did so I'm gonna pick the Bucks. I, I think maybe their defense finds a way like they did against the Saints uh you know Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is not someone who makes that many mistakes but I think even one of those uh, could just offer such a huge boost uh, for this Bucks defense and maybe uh, just put them in a spot to where that, you know, allows them to to do what they did against the Saints, just have a bit of a shorter field to work with and mm-hmm. um that that would give Brady and company a little bit you know, easier time to be able to navigate and, and put some points up on the board. So i am taking the Bucks man if you know, if anyone else is under center, I'm probably picking the, the Packers here, but the fact that that it's Brady and just somehow some way this guy just magically finds a way in mm-hmm. some of these spots uh, to to get this done, um, I I'm gonna pick the Bucks here. I I mean, look, it's it's a toss up like we said in terms of just a matchup here. I mean, you look at just the way these two teams have played. There's a reason why they're here, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm picking yeah. Brady in
1: this one. <laughs> I, I'm a little afraid to go against Brady in these spots. Obviously, has a I believe what this is his 14th NFC or a, a championship game, so he must be nine and four in his career. And Rodgers is one and three. Although all four of those, obviously, on the road. It's it's as good as like yeah. I mean like it, you either one you're picking against the wrong guy. Like it feels like yeah. Like neither neither choice is easy in terms of who you pick over. But you feel pretty confident with that other guy. I yeah I just. It's a game where I'm I'm happy that I'm not, you know, if, if I was a, a Rams fan or, or a fan of a diehard fan of one of these teams, I'd be so nervous watching it just as I was watching that Rams Packer game. But I feel like from just enjoying both these teams, it, it couldn't be better for a, not a, like a bipartisan kind of <laughs> uh, support for this game in terms of how you look at it. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yep. Uh, well, indeed. So uh, there's the pick uh, for the NFC championship game. And uh, now, Let's talk about the AFC Championship game. Uh, Bills at Chiefs. Chiefs, three-point favorites in this one. Um, No surprise to see both uh, home teams as uh, three-point favorites in these kind of games. But uh, the Chiefs are three-point favorites, and as we know, there's a reason for that um, because Patrick Mahomes does look like he's going to play. He was full participant in practice on Wednesday. Uh, so it seems like he will be on the field uh, You know, at what percent. We don't exactly know. But if he is already a full per- participant in practice on Wednesday, you've got to think um, you know, he's he's getting there at least uh, in terms of uh, where he's going to be at on Sunday for this game. Offenses, uh, we, we know what we're getting from these two from an offensive standpoint. Uh, but also, you know, in terms of points that they give up, uh, exactly even. They're both giving up twenty-two point three points per game this season. Uh, that is tied for ninth in the NFL. So, uh, right there in that same mark uh, on defense, uh, another game where I mean, we talk about quarterbacks, man. It's like you've got the two the two old guys in the NFC Championship game. You got the two you know upcoming young guys in the the AFC Championship game. You know, we could throw Lamar Jackson in there had they won, but. It's just like you probably need a pretty good quarterback to be in these spots uh, in case that wasn't very clear uh, to this <laughs> point. We're we're talking to you, Texans. If you ever want to get to the spot, um, maybe don't get rid of Deshaun Watson, but that's another discussion. Uh, but, I mean, it's look, if, if Patrick Mahomes is 75% of what, what he can be, Chiefs are still going to put up some points here. Um, but we know the Bills also are, are going to have an opportunity to put up some points with what Josh Allen's done this season. I still look at this, Dylan, and I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bills have won two playoff games, but I can't say that I have just been overly impressed with them to this point just in the playoff games. Now, we talked about how the end of the season they were steamrolling uh, on offense and everything, but I don't know. Like There's just a couple of those things that I wonder about maybe heading into this game. We know the Chiefs have been in this spot before, um, and they, they kind of know, you know what you need to do to make the yeah. plays to win, and we saw that at the end of that Browns game uh even though again the Chiefs did not look great either in that Browns game. So uh this is an interesting one. I'm going to take the Chiefs just because, you know, I, I, with Mahomes under center, I just feel like it's one of those where it's hard to pick against them. Um but this is another one where basically flip a coin here because we we know what Josh Allen and the Bills are capable of on mm-hmm. offense and at the same time You know, the Chiefs have not been invincible either, and we talk about the numbers. Uh, Chiefs haven't covered a a spread since, what, November the 1st at this point. So I don't know how many games in a row that's been. Uh, They have not covered the spread. So they're three-point favorites here. Your best bet may just be picking the Bills plus three, even if you don't want to pick them to win, uh, because the Chiefs have not done a good job of doing that. Uh, But, however, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to actually win this game and uh, set up a potential uh, Mahomes versus Brady, not in the AFC Championship game, but uh, in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, any of these quarterback matchups is going to be incredible, I think, in that Super Bowl, especially if Mahomes is involved. Uh, But you probably know, anyone that listens to this podcast, where I'm going to go, I have a chance to put the (laughs) Bills in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to go away from that. Uh, So, yeah, I have the Bills as my pick. But I truly do believe this is, as you mentioned, a toss-up game. So, for me, it could go either way. It's the closer matchup in the uh, Athletic and the Football Outsiders and the ESPN Power Index. All their projection models have this as a closer game than the Packers-Bucks. They have the Packers a, a bigger favorite. But actually, Football Outsiders DVOA and ESPN's Football Power Index have the Bills as the favorite, slightly, at 54%. Uh, ESPN's hinges a lot more on Mahomes. They're closer to the athletics with Mahomes, and they're closer to a, a 59% win for Kansas City. So this game could go either way, as you mentioned. You, you kind of talked about the Bills and how they haven't looked amazing in the playoffs. I kind of feel like, if anything, they I mean, you, and the Chiefs, they both have the quality of finding ways to win, as we've seen with the Bills. They haven't, outside of the hail Murray loss to the Cardinals. They haven't lost since I don't even know when. Uh, I'm trying to, like, find. I think it was the Chiefs game in week six. Yeah, it was. That's the last time they lost yeah. the game other than the Hale Mary game. And they just find ways to win. And I do think we haven't seen them at their best in the playoffs. And if they do bring their best with what the Chiefs have been putting out there week to week, it poses a big challenge. They are one of the few teams, as we've talked about leading up to this game, even from uh, the week, the Bills beat the Steelers, kind of passing the torch as, as the second best team in the AFC Uh, We kind of talked about them as being the team that could keep up with the Chiefs. They've since week nine, they've averaged 34.7 points. So if they, if we're getting a shootout, uh, you know, they have a, they're able to do that, man. Uh, If Buffalo gets the lead, I do wonder if Kansas city will stay disciplined with the ground game as we saw in their first matchup, the bills were completely intent on stopping Mahomes. He only had 225 yards, but Kansas city ran for 245, but they had a lead and they were, and they, (laughs) I do wonder if Buffalo gets the lead, how, Uh, knowing Andy Reid, is he going to stay conservative? I don't know about that. The Bills' defense – as you mentioned, they're, they've get, they've ranked similarly in terms of points against, but DVOA wise, advanced stat wise, they do rank 10 spots higher than the Chiefs, uh, 12th compared to the Kansas City's 22nd ranked defense. That's 13 spots higher than the Browns for the for the Bills' ranking. So, definitely, even though they haven't uh, they struggled to defend the run, uh, they have been a much better defense lately. Kansas City, as we know, struggles to defend the run. The Bills have not run the ball effectively. I do think Singletary could have a decent role, but losing Zach Moss at, at some part of it does hurt. Buffalo. But regardless, at the end of the day, I think this game, I mean, if even if Mahomes is fully healthy, I think it's still kind of a toss up. I do wonder, you know, like you said, it sounds like he's going to be fine, but that foot injury was impacting his mobility before the uh, neck injury. So I, I do, I wonder if that has, have, what kind of role that has. Buffalo's defense did an amazing job and, uh, you know, obviously they did not have a uh, any receiver quite like Tyree kill or uh, Travis Kelsey to defend, so, I mean, it's it's going to be a tough one. I just – there's something about these Bills, man. The Chiefs, as you mentioned, since November 1st on a cover, they also haven't won a game by more than six points, barely beat the Falcons, barely beat the Panthers, did not put up a ton of points against Atlanta's defense, which did improve over the course of the year. But nonetheless, some kind of weird games, and they're 9-0 games in the season just decided by six or less points as well. I mean, those are – You you can look at that as one of two ways. You can look at that as this team is due for a loss, or you can look at it as they just find ways to win. I think it's probably more of the find ways to win. They have the Mahomes factor. They find a way to get it done. But this is a different team they're facing in Buffalo. Uh, So, yeah, I'll go with the Bills in a game that really, really could be another classic. I just, you know, last year kind of talked about the, the two title games not being the best but two years ago we got two overtime games the Rams saints game with all the controversy there but then that chiefs pats classic so i i think it has a chance more to be like what we saw a couple of years ago i think both these games are just <laughs> couldn't really from a just a football perspective ask for better four uh, teams and i think d- even though the other ones two all-time greats um and uh, tom brady and aaron Rodgers already obviously mahomes is on his way but uh, even though that game has that matchup, I still am just as intrigued for this one. I think they're both going to be just amazing matchups, man.
0: Well, breaking news right on cue in our podcast, as always, uh, breaking exactly. Patrick Mahomes news. Um, apparently, the Mike Garofalo for NFL Network Chiefs have updated their injury report. It says Mahomes was limited uh, in practice here today as we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, it, he says that it was a projection because it was basically only a walkthrough. So, therefore, mm-hmm. had the Chiefs practiced in full – Mahomes would have been limited, so take that for what you will. Um, as we talked about, we expect Patrick Mahomes to play. Let's not let's not get carried sure. away here. Um, so I think that's pretty much uh, what you take away from that. Uh, also, uh, via covers here, we're going to give you some uh, great. Kansas City Chiefs betting trends, Dylan. Are you ready for these? Because you already know some of these. But um, for all this confidence, if you're going to decide that you, for once, are going to listen to my pick, if you're someone out there who thinks that maybe I am the genius here to pick from, let me just give you these betting trends for the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 0-4 against the spread in their last four games as a home favorite. The Chiefs are 0-8 against the spread in their last eight games on grass. The Chiefs are <laughs> 0-5 against the spread in their last five games against the AFC. The Chiefs are 0-5 against the spread in their last five home games. The Chiefs are 1-8 against the spread in their last nine games overall. So... That tells you what, Dylan, that's uh the Bills seem to be the better pick here from a betting standpoint. If you're just going by the trends, um mm-hmm. my goodness, that's uh <laughs> like we talked about, that's something for the defending champs here to be in the AFC title game. And uh they have they have not been exactly uh friendly to betters, uh those who have backed them this season uh here as of late because uh, their numbers are pretty wild whereas if you compare that to the bills uh the bills 0 and 4 uh in their last four games or excuse me the over is 0 and 4 or excuse me the over is 4 and 0 in the bills last mm-hmm. four games an underdog uh over 50 and 1 in the bills last six games on grass uh bills 4-0 against the spread in their last four games an underdog and they're 4-0 against the spread in their last four road games so uh <laughs> everything betting wise tells you to pick Uh, the Bills here uh, but I'm going to pull the George Costanza and do the opposite and take the Chiefs to finally uh, figure out a way to potentially cover the
1: spread here going with Mahomes is never a bad idea so I mean as long as I I know you you mentioned all those stats but it's it's three points a lot of those spreads were a little (laughs) higher than that obviously if it was three and a half I'd feel really good about it but that's one difference uh, for sure. One thing we didn't even mention uh, that I'm just looking up now is uh, possible weather implications in this game. It looks like it's like a 78 to 80% chance of rain mm. and a 41-degree, uh, so pretty cold rain uh, possibly there. I don't know how that could – I mean, we saw the conditions, how the, the wind impacted the Bills-Ravens game. Maybe that has some impact on both these teams. I don't know who that necessarily would benefit Honestly, it might just hurt both teams equally. So yeah. something to keep an eye on. So in terms of the over, I would have, you know, thought for sure over 54. But we've seen Buffalo's defense play better. We saw those, both those games go under this past weekend, I believe, right? Obviously the, the Bills game did. I believe Chiefs-Browns, was pr- yeah, yeah, they had to have been under with 39 total points. So I don't know. That, that over-under is a little scary for me in terms of going over, even though the Buffalo's had uh, some games going up on the road. So I I don't know, man. Weather could play a role in both these ones.
0: Well, brain's a factor. We talked about how we're not exactly thrilled with the Bills' running game. And uh, meanwhile, the Chiefs could get Clyde Edwards-Solaire back. Uh, So, I mean, even if not, like Darrell Williams is just fine. Like he's – it's the Chiefs, right? They're going to plug someone in and they're going to rush for 75 yards or more. So um, that's usually how it works. So that could play a role too. So so we'll see uh, what happens there uh, in that one. But, uh, Dylan, I'm going to put you on the spot here. We have to make – our, we're not even going to do our upsets, because clearly, I mean, we're both picking upsets in each of these games from a, a betting perspective. Um, you're, you're one lock of the weekend. It can be anything. <laughs> like, it can be points. It can be over-under. Uh, anything Ooh. like that. You've got a pig. And this this, this makes it harder, right? Because we have to go with our betting lock, but we only have two games to choose from. So uh, we're, we're a lot more on the spot uh, in this one. So,
1: With the three-point spread in the Packer game, I guess I'll go with that as a lock to cover I feel like if I just said a lock on the Packers on the money line, that'd be kind of weak. So I'm going to take the, the Packers to, to cover the spread there. I, I mean, I don't want to say a lock for an under or an over. Like, my next closest might be the over and box Packers, even with the weather. Yeah. I think that's probably my second most confident uh, pick. I just, the Bills Chiefs game. In terms of who's going to win, I, for me, it is more of a coin slip than the Packer game. But also, just the over-under could go either way. Now, I'm almost leaning towards the under. So, yeah, my most confident picks are Packers covering and an over in that game.
0: Oh, man. I Like, I just reeled off all these stats about the Chiefs and the Bills. So, <laughs> I almost think I have to go like Bills plus three. So, maybe this is a two-point game or something, oh, which, boy. as we know, is going to be very unlikely. But uh Chiefs win, you have to assume they're probably winning by a field goal. So, yeah, I, I still think maybe that's the safest bet is to go with the Bills. Um, you know, again, I'm not going to pick the Bucks plus three because I'm picking them to win. But uh, I think I think I'm going to go with the Bills plus three here. I I think uh, maybe that's an opportunity here. Uh, like I said, I'm just going to go with the numbers. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a good way to hedge from my pick there of picking the Chiefs. So uh, I will go you
1: with it could come down to a missed extra point. I That's mean, true. I mean, we've seen both these. Weather, right? We're talking about vehicles, weather. So. Harrison Buckers missed, missed some short kicks, extra point. I don't know. It could come down to something like that for sure. All right.
0: 28-27. Mark it down. Um, <laughs> Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills, uh, 28-27. That's what I need. So I'll go with that. Uh, so there you go. There are picks. Uh, some thoughts on the two big games for the weekend uh, to set up the matchup in the Super Bowl. Uh, elsewhere, Dylan, before we wrap up, a uh, few uh, noteworthy news items. and we'll start with uh, Philip Rivers because he has decided to retire. And uh, now that uh, leads to questions about you know where the Colts go from here uh, and all of that. I don't think they're getting to Watson, but uh, crazier things have happened, I suppose. Uh, Philip Rivers, man, what a uh, what a career for this guy. He um, it's hard to believe. Philip Rivers, is one of those guys that makes me feel old because it's like I don't know, like it's one of the things where you almost forget how long he's been in the league. Uh, and that was what did he come in? 2004. Um, yep. 2004. Yeah. So that's uh, man, it's a long time ago. So. Eight-time Pro Bowler. Um, I think, you know, the, the biggest thing if people are going to knock him is just the, the lack of postseason success uh, and all that. But uh, overall, my goodness, uh, you, you could do much worse than, than having Philip Rivers as your quarterback.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. The Chargers, I mean, if it wasn't for Philip being as great as he was, they would have been completely crapped on for moving on from Drew Brees given yeah. the career he went on to have in New Orleans. But somehow, you know, they, obviously they didn't win a Super Bowl, but they still made it work quite well with Philip. They had a couple years of years they very the number one or number two seeds, had some really, really tough playoff losses to the the Pats and the, the Jets in two thousand I believe six and two thousand ten. But yeah, it's just one stat I saw Robert Mays tweet out about Phillip from two thousand six to twenty twenty He ranks sixth among all quarterbacks in the entire NFL in uh, average EPA, expected points added per play. That's six spots above Ben Roethlisberger and 29 spots above Eli Manning. So, uh, and that's an on-rate, that's a rate average. It's not a total number. So even though Eli has been retired, it doesn't take away from him. I mean, Philip was uh, those three quarterbacks in that draft. I mean, you could argue that even Eli and Ben each with a couple Super Bowls, but those guys. I you know I don't know if there's a con- shouldn't be a controversial take they benefited quite a bit from the defenses they played with yeah you can say that they were more clutch and I I'd, I'd agree with that for sure but uh, just from a pure stat based game to game performance wise Philip was amazing for the the Chargers you see all, and you had a you know with all things considering pretty decent year for the Colts you see all the accounts of. People uh, that have played with him, coached against him. All these people loved him, even the people that he was trash uh, talking trash to. They talked about how funny his trash talk was, how it really wasn't trash talk. It was just more banter. Uh, they talked a lot about how just he'd tell guys that are out of uh, their, their correct alignment and say, like, you're not this position. Why are you standing here? Like, when call-out coverages, when teams aren't even set, these kind of things are just – I mean, there's still quarterbacks that do this. I'm uh, Quite a few guys, but – uh, there are a lot of younger quarterbacks still learning to, to just see uh, certain defenses, so it's really impressive that as the game evolved, Philip evolved with it. And uh, yeah, Colts. Obviously, we knew this was probably going to come. This was only going to be a stopgap kind of situation with Philip, and now uh, I haven't really taken a ton of time to think about who they might yeah. <laughs> look to replace him. You've, uh, you know, there were. Things uh, kind of murmurs, not even rumors, I wouldn't say, but like people proposing the idea of both Carson Wentz previously, although now it sounds like Philadelphia is trying to work it out with him. With Doug Gunn. Matthew Stafford was another guy uh, that has been mentioned. And then obviously there's young quarterbacks. So Colts have the <laughs> – talk about a team that has everything in set in stone to be successful uh, uh, except for who was under center. Uh, it was all set up to be perfect with Andrew Luck and now for Indianapolis – uh, that's going to be obviously one of the biggest stories uh, to follow because the AFC, there's a lot of great teams. There's still a lot of competition, but the Colts, if they find the right guy under center, they're going to be right there in the conversation with the Chiefs and the Bills and all these other teams.
0: Has Ryan Fitzpatrick played for the Colts yet? Because um, he's played <laughs> for everyone else, so. right? So that could be like he could he could kind of check off another yeah. on his box because he, he, he's someone like, you know, uh, uh, Colts fans, don't go crazy here. I'm not saying this is going to be what happens, but like, You know, good chance Mitchell Trubisky's out there somewhere. I mean, he he may be out there. Um, I don't know necessarily that's the way they want to go. Who are some of the other quarterbacks like Cam Newton? What's he going to be doing next year? Um, So, like, I mean, look, they're 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 not picking from uh, an elite group at this point. Like, I think I don't know. Again, without a trade and that kind of stuff, it's it's going to be interesting uh, to see kind of what direction they go in. I mean, they you know they do have Jacoby Brissett, but I just don't know what you know
1: so when when the uh, jets were still in line to get Trevor Lawrence i know sam darnold was a kind of a popular name floated as a possible trade with all the colts draft capital and with the jets if they had trevor coming in we'll see even if if the jets do decide they want one of these younger quarterbacks i guess that could be uh, one of the names involved, but yeah, it, it, I was just looking at our, we wrote an article at Clubspoints.com that you can read about the best options for the Colts to replace Philip. And sure enough, we, I think we named all of them off Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky was mentioned as a possibility, Sam Darnold and then Stafford. So that's kind of, yeah, I think we've covered and you, you added uh, Cam and, and Fitzpatrick. I think we've covered our bases at this point there. Obviously I don't anticipate it, uh, as we'll talk more in the off season as we go on, depending on what happens with, The Deshaun situation, I really do not anticipate Um, trading Deshaun to a division rival. I think you can X that one off the the bingo board.
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably so. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case, um, so I I think they're going to be all right. Uh, They'll they'll figure it out, but uh, we'll see. Uh, No matter what they do, they may not be the worst team in the division, depending on what the Texans do, uh, for sure. So they may still be okay and find a way to do that. But um, that's some thoughts on that. Uh, Elsewhere, I guess not a lot of uh, notable stuff really happening um you know Mark Ingram I guess you know not with the Ravens I think mm-hmm. we kind of saw that coming based on you know the the future there for them um I guess you know other stuff uh, Sarah Thomas going to be uh, the first uh, female referee there in the uh, Super Bowl um so really not a lot of other stuff we talked about Dan Campbell um he's you know we we kind of expected we knew that was going to be the case they're yeah. going to make that hiring official with the Lions uh, but uh, still out there waiting for the <laughs> for the Texans and the mm-hmm. Eagles at this point, and uh, I guess we will just wait and see uh, if those two decide uh, to hire a coach or if they just decide to go into next season uh, represented by you and I, and uh, <laughs> we will we will work that job remotely while still doing the
1: podcast. So. Yeah, the last thing I remember seeing on the Eagles is that uh, I believe it's Howie Roseman who really is a big fan of Josh McDaniels, but the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, is not as sold on him, and the players, former and current players, are really vouching for Deuce Staley, uh, to be uh, get the job there. So those are the two names, at least from what I've seen lately, are the top two. And then obviously it's still kind of the same thing in Houston where I don't know who's – I mean, uh, the one guy a couple – or a week and a half ago, I believe, uh, the Colts defense coordinator, Matt Iverflus, uh turned down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whether it was an inter- uh, interview or whatever it was. And he's is the, obviously the guy they want to get. But as we kind of talked about at the end of the last podcast, I don't see how you – would take that job without knowing that Deshaun's going to be there for the long haul. I also don't know if you're me if those are the people that you want to be employed by and responsible to uh, at this point in that kind of situation. I, I know it's, it, it's, an, you know, another year where BNME should be getting a head coaching job, should have had, uh, an opportunity in a different spot potentially, but it might just be a matter of the right time and the right place for him. And I, I just don't know if going to Houston at this point, even w- with Deshaun, I mean, there's a lot of other issues with the, the rest of that roster. We saw even with uh, Deshaun playing at a borderline yeah. uh, MB, MVP level that they still only won four games because of everyone around him. So it's a, it's a tough, uh, like, I, I don't know, man. I, I know there's drama in Philadelphia, but it is not on the level of what – is going on with Houston, it's pretty, it's getting pretty crazy. And there's all these burner accounts that are out. I don't know if you've seen all this stuff about the uh, the, the Jack Easterby burners. And it's, it's, it's like, it reminds me of Brian Calangelo with the, the Sixers a few yeah. years ago and that kind of situation. So it's, it's not a, I don't know, man. Yeah, and I don't know if you, you don't really quite have the, the star power Philly did in, in basketball with those guys and with the impact they can have. It's a, oh man it's that's definitely the story i know there's all these other things happening but whenever i'm prepping for these playoff games the last couple of weekends there just seems to be more headlines coming out about the the sean stuff it's the one thing that keeps coming up and then uh especially after the season it's the noise is only gonna get louder when there's less attention paid to the team still playing
0: yeah uh we'll see what they decide to do but a lot of ground to make up there for both the uh, the Texans and the Eagles when it comes to uh, trying to figure this out to get back on track because, remember, it's not, not that long ago both those teams were in the playoffs, and now uh, they both seem like, uh, you know, they're in situations where you don't really know what's next for them, especially with the Texans for sure. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, that will wrap up uh, this episode of the podcast. Dylan, of course, we will have coverage of all the games this weekend over Clutch Points in addition to uh, everything else going on in the NBA right now so let everybody know where they can find all that.
1: You can find all of our coverage of the NFL and the NBA and MLB. Still, some big signings: the Blue Jays getting Michael Brantley and George Springer. You can find all that on ClutchPoints.com as well as the Clutch Points app. You can follow the the two conference championship games in the Clutch Points app as well as all the NBA action. Uh, in terms of NFL content, yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff coming out. We got previews, betting previews for these games, previews for each team, some player previews for the game, X-factor previews, all kinds of stuff. Um, and uh, obviously, as I mentioned, kind of coverage of the Phil Rivers situation with Indianapolis. We're covering all this stuff with the Texans. No shortage of uh, Deshaun Watson content you can find at ClutchPoints. dot com in the NFL section or the NFL section in the Clutch Points app.
0: Yep, check all that out there at Clutch Points. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, you can find us there and uh, for everything else uh, yeah, be sure to check that out Uh, Clutch Points Podcast, we got it all covered uh, there, so uh, check it all out and uh, thanks as always to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do and thank you as always for listening, we'll talk to you guys next time here on the established past podcast